what's up? I'm your host, Bob Thompson, and welcome to Unleashing Greatness, the number one show for people who are ready to finally start or scale their own business and do it successfully. Over the last nine years, I've scaled my little basement business to 15 plus locations and several other businesses, but it hasn't been without trial and error in the last university. I'm here to share with you the strategies and tools that actually work when running a business and how not to lose yourself while doing it. So if you're ready to unleash the greatness within you, let's dive into today's show. Hey, what's going on? And welcome back to Unleashing Greatness. Today, I want to talk about the trick to doing multiple things. Ultimately, how to work on multiple projects, multiple businesses, and then have them be successful. As I was thinking about today and putting it together, I'll talk about reason why, but I just started kind of laughing just like I just did now to myself because I know that generally the conventional wisdom and what most people tell you is not to work on multiple things, to focus on just one thing. I'll actually kind of talk about, even though I have multiple projects, how that actually is what's happening. But yeah, really, depending on where you are in your journey, should you be working on multiple businesses or multiple projects? Probably not. You know, it would be best just to put that focus one thing and really building it. And then, you know, ultimately continuing to move forward and building it more and building it more and building it more. So I'll talk about kind of why I'm not uh, and how I plan on actually doing it. And I also thought it would be pretty cool to look at really how I, I you know, because today's going to be a lot about like structure and organization. So how to like actually get shit done and uh, kind of take a look at how I did it in the beginning then kind of, I don't know, a couple of years ago, what I was doing, uh, and then ultimately how it's transformed into now. And it's really what I think is, at least in the current time, the best way to maximize productivity, but also not getting lost in all this. Because working on four, really five projects, it could turn into something that just completely suffocates your time. And I've been guilty of that early on. That's what I did. Business was just all I did and all I focused on. So really, it's how do I grow a couple of different things right now while still making sure that the other priorities in my life are getting the attention that they deserve and I'm not getting lost into the business, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs are guilty of. So I wanted to dive into that today. And, uh, you know, also one of the reasons I wanted to share this is because I wanted to start sharing kind of some of the other projects that I'm working on because I think it's cool to talk about, hey, how to do this or the past stuff. But I think a lot of knowledge or whatever can be gained just from like what I'm currently doing for for you and for me. For one, for me is I get to like kind of talk out some of the things that I'm, I'm working on and you'll be able to kind of follow along on these two bigger projects that I'm starting and you'll see the successes and failures. You know, so talking it out loud will also kind of like walk me through and who knows? Maybe while we're going to be like, hey, that's probably not the best way to go. Or this is the best way to go. Or like looking back on it and be like, hey, this thing I tried didn't work. Uh, that's great. Here's what was learned from it. And then it also just might be some nuggets that, you know, I know, you know, that you'll be able to pick up just from me sharing the experiences of what I'm doing, how I'm doing those things that they can be applied to wherever you are right now. That's one of the things that I loved about Entrepreneurs Organization is it was kind of a shift in the way coaching, I guess, was done. If you're not familiar with Entrepreneurs Organization, we'll actually be talking a decent amount about it today because one of the you know get shit done tools that I use, I learned from there. But Entrepreneurs Organization is an international group 
of, you know, entrepreneurs or, you know, essentially founders, biggest founders or whatever. And then of, uh, your business has to be doing seven figures a year or more. And they're generally in the cities. And the cool thing is it's not all the same industry, you know, so before I joined EO, I would do coaching groups, I joined masterminds, usually specific to the industry that I was in, whether it be the gyms or let's say marketing or something like that. EO, you'll be surrounded by, uh, different businesses. But the cool thing is you'll find that they're all the same business, whether it's a gym, it's a trash company, all that, the same problems exist. So the cool thing within EO is when you get together, you join your forum, which is essentially the business group that you're going to be in. And you generally will meet monthly. When you meet monthly, nobody's going to tell you exactly, unless you ask for it, like outside of the meetings, Hey, this is what you should be doing. Instead, they're going to be sharing their experiences so you can extrapolate what's going to be best for you, how you should move forward. So, hey, here's this problem. Here's this issue. Here's this thing I'm working through, thinking about. And then you're like, hey, this is kind of where I struggle with or what I'm looking for help with. And then your forum mates will then share their experiences, whether they've done something similar, gone through something similar, feeling that you're having or something in relation, even if it's very distant and and it got, again, it's not the same business and just sharing their experiences and what they went through, what they learned from it. Instead of being like what you find from coaching, which I guess is, I guess more like teaching or telling you what to do. It's, you know, hey, this you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. And oftentimes we, I don't think we learn that well from that. It's depending on the individual, individual or wherever you're learning from. Like that is super useful, but oftentimes, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, we will kind of just be like, no, like if if you don't feel like you came up with the idea, or almost you feel attacked and that your, your guard's going to go up. And even if it's great advice, you might be reluctant to take it or it might take you some time to put it into action. So with an EO, it's really cool because you could get these great aha moments where without anybody ever telling you, hey, this is what you should do. We're like, hey, this is my experience. You're like, hey, I, I'm able to find something through there. So I use that to kind of frame as I think with kind of following along and, and kind of the point of this podcast, or if you're watching or listening to it, wasn't for me just to be like, hey, these things. It's to kind of share some stuff. I don't know what you might find value out of. Hopefully, there's a ton of value. But also just kind of share the things that I'm doing or have done. And I think it's important not to just focus on the things that I've done, things that have happened in the past. Like those things, those are all great, but it's what's happening moving forward. How are the business growing? How is the, you know, how am I growing businesses and maintaining, you know, my personal life, my relationships and stuff like that? I think those are really important. And the best way to do this is to share through those experiences. And I figured before I could really dive into and go into real big details on, hey, this is what I'm doing within this project. Here's what we're working on. Here's how we're going to be, you know, launching this or whatever. It might be helpful to give some context as to what those projects are, what those businesses are. And at the same time, also how, for me personally, I'm planning on, you know, working on on all of them at the same time. And uh, so I figured with that, let me dive in. So there's four, five projects that I'm really currently working on right now. The first one is the franchise. This is a Legion franchise. The second one is Amplify Your Gym, which is a coaching and marketing agency for gym uh, owners. So similar vein, not the franchise. Then have Indie, which is a skincare brand that I'm launching uh, with my girlfriend. Then there is Soul, 
Naturals, which is supplement company that I'm launching slash relaunching, um, starting with just really one product. And then the fifth project is this podcast, Unleashing Greatness. Uh, you know, so how do I do all five of those? How do I do them well? Or how can I do them well? I'm not saying I'm doing them well, but how do I plan on, you know, really doing them to the best of my ability and giving them the true attention that they deserve without really just taking on too much so that nothing gets done well? And then also getting lost in it. So because obviously with all these projects that are going on, I still want to make sure that I'm spending, you know, great quality time with my girlfriend, uh, great quality time with her kiddo, and then showing up for myself as well. And then, hey, I got a, I got one new puppy sleeping underneath my feet. I got two other dogs sleeping somewhere else in the house. You know, how do I give attention to all those instead of just working 24-7? And uh, here's the thing. Will they all work? I'm super optimistic that they actually will. And I'll talk about how that's really happening, but I am super optimistic that although there's a lot of projects and generally the vices work on one thing or two things at most, the projects are all different stages of their life and require different efforts. But I'm, I'm actually pretty optimistic that they'll all do pretty well. And I'll, I'll kind of explain as to why. And how I actually plan on making them do well is by following the two tools, EOS, as well as the 12-week year. Early on, so EOS is the Entrepreneurial Operating System, and you can find that actually in the book Traction. And then the 12-week year, is that's the book. It's the 12-week year. That's actually something new and recent that I started doing, which I really, really love. So before I dig into those two, early on, I want to talk about what I did originally when I first started my business, which is I had absolutely no plan and structure, no plan on what I wanted to do. You know, when I opened the business, there wasn't these grand plans to open multiple locations, to franchise, to do any of that. No, it was at the time, I wasn't a fan of the business that I was working for. You know, over time, I didn't like how they treated their employees and, you know, kind of the way that they talked. And I felt that they lost, I felt that they lost the vision, so to speak, of originally what our plan was, what our goal was. And I had also people encouraging me to open up my own thing and kind of that, I guess, combination or tornado of events, I decided to do that. It wasn't to create this franchise. It was just to be a good coach and do the things I like doing, you know? And I, I went in with a salient negative reality that could fail, but that I didn't really, after understanding that, having that in the back of my mind, that was really all the attention I gave to it. And within anything that I work on, and I've worked on it over the years, and I think that's a big difference between me and, and some other people, is I don't focus on the failures or all the stuff that it's going to take to get there to be success. I go, hey, this probably, or there's, there's a potential for this not to work, but it's probably going to work as long as I put the effort in and, and follow the steps that are needed. And that's kind of the same thing. When I first opened uh, the first location in 2012, I was like, hey, this possibly could not, you know, won't work. I don't know anything about business, but hey, if it doesn't work, here's my backup plan. And I did have a backup plan, but I didn't plan on it. I was just like, hey, I'm a great trainer. I'll just go get a job at a gym if this doesn't work. And that was it. That was like all the attention that I gave to it. And then it was, I'm just going to dive in and I'm going to get going. And then over time, I really had to learn business. And luckily, I had a lot of mentors and, and people willing to give me advice. And then I 
have, and maybe it's my ADD or whatever, but when I become interested in something or I want to do something, I get obsessive about it. You know, I want to learn all of those things about whatever particular topic or subject that I'm learning. And I want to be become great at it, really, ultimately is what it is. Like, I don't want to just do something to be okay. I want to be freaking awesome. You know, so when I was in school and early on in personal training, I wanted to be the best personal trainer and coach that I could be. So I devoured all the information that I could, learned from the best that I, you know, I discovered that were out there, and then I applied. You know, and then I continued to learn and I continued to want to get better. Once I shifted over to business, it was the same thing. Now I was like, I have to tackle this area of business that I don't know anything about. And I didn't think that I was going to fail. I just figured I can learn how to get there to be successful. I can learn and I can discover the steps that are necessary. Early on, I was more in my own way. I think I was too much of an ego to ask people for help. So I didn't do that as quickly as I do now. Generally, if I start something new now or I'm doing something new or something I don't know about, I'm going to go to somebody or find somebody that I know that has already been successful at it and then just get the shortcut to success from them. Early on, there's a word, it's just escaping me that I can't think of right now, but I, you know, just, I, I didn't do that early on. But I did dive into books and I did listen to a few uh, key people that were willing to give advice. You know, and that's how I kind of started. And it was a lot of just trial and error. So I think I shared before that if I felt I needed to do something, so I, I learned that I needed to essentially do the marketing that I knew and do the sales that I needed to do. And at the time it was, I'm going to grow this gym by getting people to come in and do a trial workout. Because if I could get them in, even though I knew nothing about sales, I could close them. And we could extrapolate this to sales later. I want to, so that's the thing. I really want to dive into uh, sales at some point in time on one of these podcasts. But Ultimately, when they came in, I would just really put them through a great workout, assess them at the same time, and then just close them, and they would sign up. So I got them in, and I think that's for a referral and a gym, that's pretty common as long as you don't suck, but it was a matter of getting those people to come in. So I picked up some books, and I did the things that I needed to do, so at the time, I just was like, hey, I need to visit a couple places. I need to send some emails out or whatever. Like that was uh, make some phone calls. Like those were the tactics that I knew for marketing and getting myself out there. I guess I don't know, not, not necessarily grill, just like old school. And I, I think I tried a postcard and it failed, probably because it was crappy copy and all that. But those are the things that I did. So I just was like, hey, I have to do this every day. I have to coach my clients every day and put them through amazing sessions. Uh, and then I also got to like make sure I'm maintaining the books. If I did that, and the books would do it like once a week. And if I did that well, then like, cool, I could get my workout in and, and you know, we were getting people to come in and stuff like that. And it was growing. And that was just really what it was. There was no fancy structure. And, and I would just remember things. I don't know how, because I'm not that way anymore, but I would just remember, hey, this is what I need to do. That's what I need to do. I didn't, I think I wrote it on like probably note, uh, card, not note cards, like sticky notes and stuff and would put them over. But that was it. There was no, not a super organized human being. Like I know some of my franchises are ridiculously organized and they have spreadsheets and all that shit. I still don't like that. And that's just not how I operate. It's not how I mentally function. I'm not going to sit there with a Trello board where I got to move stuff over. You know, mentally I do that in my head and I think I've always been that way, but that's what it was when I started. So fast forward joining EO, one of the things that I discovered, all these businesses that were, you know, 10 million a year, 15 million a year, 25 million a year, 50 million a year or more, they were all using some sort of structured systemization for organization, 
and growth. And most people in EO Philly were using uh, EOS, which is found in Traction, so Entrepreneurial Operating System. Vern Harnish is the one who founded EO, and he has the book Scaling Up, which is a great book, which also talks about it uh, and I think has its methods. But most everybody in there was using Traction, and I think a lot of people in EO you'll find use Traction and EOS. And the cool thing when we talked about when I had interest in the business and kind of how I'm able to do projects is was actually because I operated in EOS. So the Entrepreneurial Operating System, and I'm going to actually share – uh, soon uh, about like what it actually looks like is a way to take a look at your business from a higher level, answer those like eight key areas that you're going to take a look at that then structure for the long term and then bring it down to the short term into knowing what you need to do on a weekly basis and then a daily basis. And then if you look at those things on a, essentially a daily basis that you need to do, you're going to get to your quarterly goals, yearly goals, and then goals that are beyond that. From having that really kind of opened up my eyes to like, wow, this is this is how you can structure stuff. So once I switched over to that, we, I think I implemented it incorrectly or, or just not to its full potential for a couple of years uh, or about a year. And then about a year after using it, I hired a uh, an EOS coach, an implementer to then actually make sure we're doing it correctly. So we kind of like started over again from implementing EOS and then really was allowing us to gain traction. And the cool thing about EOS is it allows you and allows the people that are on your team to understand really where you're going and how you're going to get there. Because I think a mistake I know that I'm guilty of early on is a lot of the knowledge is kept up here. A lot of the vision, the mission, the things that are supposed to be getting done are kept up in our head and you just don't share them. Or again, I wouldn't share them and I wouldn't share it well and I wouldn't explain things. And I'd be like, why don't people just understand? And it's like, well, of course, because they're not like me or spending all day thinking about this, researching and having it all figured out. And then I'm actually, instead of laying out exactly how things are going to happen, you're just like, hey, this is what we're doing and do it. That was how I operated a lot in the past. So with EOS, I was able to really take the things out of my head, get the team on the same page, and then the business like exploded from it. I still remember uh, I had two key employees with me at one of the uh, uh, EO meetings, and they were going over the vision traction organizer, and they were talking about the size of the company and, and where, you know, where we want to go. And I had never shared that information before, and it was interesting because you know, we weren't huge at the time, but we were a lot bigger than they realized, you know, we were, you know, as far as, you know, what the business was doing and where we were going. And when they understood that, they were like, wow, this is pretty freaking cool. And it immediately kind of like got them more buy-in for what they were doing. And what I realized is early on, I was trying to do a lot of the things. I wasn't sharing a ton, like, so to speak, under the hood, which as a result was preventing my team members from getting more buy-in. Once I was able to let them know, hey, this is where we are. This is where we want to go. This is where we came from. They were able to get more buy-in. They were also able to get more ownership of the roles that they were in and then could see the growth that they could take. So EOS really allowed the organization to really kind of to, to materialize where we were and where we wanted to go in a way that was way better than I was able to do on my own. So EOS is kind of the foundation, so to speak, of how I plan on doing all these, you know, these projects and doing them well. And then adding one more thing, which is actually recent. I, I actually was introduced, I think I was told about this, uh, the 12-week year, 
while still in EO. I heard it somewhere else. I'm not 100% sure. And then I heard it recently in Vistage uh, from a member of my Vistage group, Eric, who runs like a, essentially a big, I don't know, like construction company, style company. And he made the bold claim because we were talking about EOS and he's like, well, I'd like um, 12 week year and I think it's better than traction. And I was like, well, bold statement, bro. So I picked it up. I read it and I was like, this is freaking fantastic. It definitely fits more with my brain. Also with what I feel is in business. And I think when you combine them both, then you have something that's really powerful. When you're able to combine the 12-week year with EOS, you're going to have a tool that's really, really powerful. Now, if you haven't used either, probably just pick one. Pick that one that you're you're going to go with and, and go all in. For me and the way that my brain works, structure stuff, I found that using a lot of the 12-week year in combination with EOS is just a great way to get the whole picture and then what really should be done on a daily and weekly basis. So when having these projects in mind, and I want to dive into a little bit more of those projects, then implementing EOS in the 12-week year, that's how shit's going to get done. That's how it's not going to become overwhelming. Things are going to get lost or any of that stuff, and then actually be able to progress and all of them grow. Another key thing is I also have a team, by the way. I should also mention that. Like I do have a great team. It's not a big team. Uh, It's a lean team uh, with great people on there. And there's also a key to each one of these businesses that's going to allow it to happen. Would it happen kind of without this key? But having the team is also the key. Early on, it might just be you. You know, and it might, if you're a small business or a gym or whatever, then you might have your, your first hire and they have to wear multiple hats and all that stuff. And that's kind of normal. But you know, kind of where I am now, it's like I do have a team. I don't have a team as big as I used to. I used to have uh, just Legion alone when I had eight locations. There's 50 employees. And then you had the franchise, you know, and we had a couple employees in there. So now it's, you know, the team for overall is is pretty lean, but all kind of have the same focus, whatever the business that we're working on at the time is. So within those five projects, if we really take a look at it, we have the franchise and the goal of the franchise, you know, actually next week. So in just under two weeks, we're having our, our first convention, which is going to be great. So all the current franchisees and the team are going to get together uh, for a couple of days, kind of do a retraining, take a look at the past year and take a look at the, the year to come. So we have the franchise. So the goal of the franchise was to really kind of get everybody back to baseline, get everybody on the same page. Hey, we had this pandemic happening. Like, let's let's get our locations to where they need to be. And then as we progress throughout the next three months and a year, it's to start growing. It's to start bringing on the right franchisees. So with the goal of adding more franchise locations, you know, that's going to be the focus of what needs to be done current times to get there. Then you're to amplify your gym. Amplify your gym is a marketing and coaching for gym owners. So those that aren't in the Legion franchise system. So obviously with the franchise, like you get the exact blueprint and everything that I do for my businesses, you get in that. With an Amplify Your Gym, you might have your own, you know, a gym, maybe your personal trainer, your boot camp, you're a little bit different, you have your different style of training and all that stuff. Uh, and then ultimately that business like helps grow through uh, helping you, you know, with advertising and picking your offer and running your ads, whether it be on Facebook, YouTube, or TikTok or whatever it is. And then giving you the coaching you need in order to get over the certain humps wherever the business is. And, uh, you know, that actually is happening because I have a partner in Josh, who's a gym owner down in Virginia who runs an absolutely great operation. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. But that's the key to actually making that happen. 
is it's not just me. I know what my strengths are. He knows what his strengths are. Uh, they're different than each other. So we're able to complement each other in that sense and then be able to focus on this project. And then in that project, it's all right, let's relaunch it. We already have, you know, early on, it's, it's adding more gym owners that need help. Then there's two projects that are very, and I guess not super different. One's super different. But then they're actually both products. Um, whereas these other ones are like services. And then we're going to be working on products. So Indie is a skincare uh, brand. And we're launching with an absolutely badass uh, product, a morning and a night product that honestly I haven't ever seen before. And the reason that's happening is my girlfriend's in dermatology and she's super knowledgeable. She saw this huge problem that hadn't been taken care of. And I'm a big fan of encouraging entrepreneurship. So it was like, hey, here's this problem. Here's this need. Why don't we solve it? And you know, for me, I've always wanted to really get into the product space uh, and do marketing for that and growing a brand. I also don't know anything about dermatology necessarily. So that's going to be really cool as we launch this. But again, it wouldn't be able to be done without her. And I'm really freaking excited for her to get into entrepreneurship because she's going to do fantastic at it. And it's exciting. So she created like, here's here's what needs to be in these products. Here's how it's going to be. But it's, you know, the reason that this project is going to be able to happen is it's her. You know, she's going to be really truly running it. I can do the marketing and stuff and then obviously assist in throughout it. But the key person is going to be her. Just like with an Amplifier Gym, you know, my strengths are going to be on the marketing side and the advertising side, but Josh is going to be the one directly interacting with uh, the clients. Obviously, I will be as well, but like the big bulk of it will be with him. And I should also mention too, going back to the franchise, the franchise was a lot of time, you know, overall, like where we were building it back up, getting back in and then bringing in a key player and, and uh, Andrew who will actually be on at some point, probably within the next week or so. And, you know, he'll be, he's going to be instrumental in the growth of that brand. Uh, and then finally, we have uh, the supplements, uh, which is Soul Naturals. And, you know, this project is actually more of a rebirth of it. And I did want to go direct to consumer. Probably I was originally thinking about a year, you know, and I was like, hey, I want to I want to make sure these other projects get launched and they get the attention they need uh, before moving into this. But it kind of got, you know, fast forward because it's connected with somebody. Turns out we really already have everything that we would need. So it's kind of like actually a relaunch uh, of the, we're starting with the greens supplement. So it's a relaunch of that before even adding anything else in. You know, so that one, you know, a lot of the stuff is already done. And then, you know, I have a partner in that that actually is phenomenal uh, copywriter too. So, and then finally, the last project is this, uh, which is the podcast, which really, it's, uh, not, I guess, you know, I have a team that's helping, especially with the launch and continuing moving forward and stuff like this. So really my role is like, hey, just record and try and get better every single week and be consistent uh, with actually filming the podcast and stuff like that. So those are all those projects that could seem overwhelming for a lot of people because there's a lot of things, especially like some are in early phases, some are in different phases. So how does all that happen? So I figured... Uh, now that you have an idea of that, I wanted to kind of give you an idea of all the projects that are going on that I'll be talking about and sharing, especially moving forward. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they all do. But I'm going to go ahead and, and actually, if you're watching this, share so some of the tools that are going to help me get there. 
And then if you're just listening, I'll actually walk you through. So the first one on the screen is looking at EOS. So we have the EOS model and they talk about, uh, what is it, six areas. So I kind of confused earlier. Uh, and then you take a look at the vision traction organizer, which has the eight areas that we're going to work on. You know, so in EOS, the the big components of your business are your vision, the data that goes with it, the processes that make it happen, the traction, which is essentially as it moves on, it's staying on course, hitting your, your goals, then the issues that'll pop up, and then the people. Doesn't matter what business you're in, those areas are universal. So you have to know the vision, you have to have the data, you have to have the process, the traction, the issues, and then the people. You make it happen. So the VTO, which is one of the ones that I shared, which is because it's taking a look at how, how to do all these projects at one time. Or maybe you're just working on one project. How do you do that one project? So having a vision traction organizer, or really just the vision, is like, it's the key. This is going to be like your North Star, navigate you through it. So when you take a look at the VTO, it's like, hey, what are your core values? You know, what's your core focus? What's your purpose, cause, passion, your mission, essentially? Um, what's your 10-year target? What's your, they call it like, uh, or maybe it's scaling up, it's BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal. You know, so what is like, and like beyond your wildest dreams, what is something that like, how big do you want this badass thing to be? What's the impact that you want it to have? Then you could, they, you know, take a look at the VTO as your marketing strategy. And then they take a look at your three-year picture. And then they take it down to a one-year plan and then your rocks, which is essentially uh, the big areas that are going to be worked on. And then your issues list. And then they break that, you know, rocks and stuff down into kind of like, what needs to be done every every quarter, and then the issues and stuff to get there. So I love with this, with your VTO, you know, kind of the big area I'm still keeping with it is, you know, hey, it's like taking a look, and this is awesome when you share a 12-week goal, you see some similarities. You know, it's taking a look at the, you know, the vision. It's taking a look at the core, uh, you know, the values and the mission, you know, your core focus. And then really the marketing strategy, like how is this going to happen? And then taking a look at like, hey, where do you want to, where should it be in three years? And my little recommendation is bigger than what you're currently thinking. Uh, and then after that, you have your VTO, which is your one year, your rocks, your issues. So this part I'm currently not going to be using anymore. Instead, I want to share with you the 12 week component. So in the 12 uh, week year plan, you'll see you have your long term aspirations. How would you like to see your life in the long term? Your midterm goals about three years into the future. Where would you like to achieve in three years from today? Or what would you like to achieve in three years from today related to your personal professional goals? So boom, you have your three year goal. And then instead of anywhere else, they just go 12 weeks. Like what needs to happen? What are one of the three things that need to happen in the next 12 weeks to get to your goals? And that like really spoke to me. Instead of being like, hey, because with the one-year goal, you're doing – you are like, yeah, you should have – hey, here's where I want to be after a year and here's all this stuff. But in, in traction, you really plan out what you're doing every single quarter because you get together and you have this big quarterly meeting, you know, the kickoff and then you boom, you code together and then you, you plan out this year. But, you know, you could have – just like we did, we had all the planning in the world and then the pandemic hit. Well, your fucking pandemic is going to throw off whatever plan you had for whatever business you were in. You know, so you're kind of hoping – that things are, you know, going to say the course or whatever. Maybe some people can see the future, not me. So instead of being like, hey, let's let's plan all this 12 months, like, hey, you have an idea in your back of your mind, like, this is where I'd like to be in a year. This is where I want to be in three years. This is my tenure. This is what I really want to see happen. What do I need to do in the next 12 weeks to make this shit happen? And then 
taking a look at taking a step further, and this is kind of a combination between uh, what I'll use between EOS and I'll share that, and then the 12-week plan is you have your goals. So you have goal one, you have goal two, and you have goal three. So let's say you might only have one goal for the business for the next 12 weeks, and that's all you're going to focus on. So what do you need to do on a weekly basis to get there? And in the 12-week year, you grade yourself and you give yourself a grade on each thing. And, you know, let's say, and uh, actually I could probably pull up like for, for 12 weeks, you know, essentially for India was to be ready to launch the product. So in 12 weeks, uh, we have to be ready to launch products. Now we're doing a custom product in here because there wasn't, you know, you know, some people when they launch a product, they might white label something like there wasn't what we wanted to do. And also a little how my brain works, I guess. There wasn't, uh, you know, anything out there that we could test, so to speak, the market. So we had to take a bigger risk. We have to, you know, create formula the product. We have to then order that product. We have to then create uh, and, and then launch it. So in the next 12 weeks, it's what do we have to do every single week in order to get ready to launch the product? You know, what's our marketing strategy going to be? How's that going to look? And we'll dive into that later in another thing. And then what are we doing every single week to get there? So when you have that and you have your 12-week-year plan, that's what you'd be writing down. Like, hey, what do I have to do every single week in order to get there? Do I have to send three emails? Do I have to make sure I take five sales calls? Stuff like that. And then grade yourself. Did you do that? So one of the things I like about EOS is the scorecard. So you have your company scorecard. And this is something that I really love. So you have your company scorecard, and then the individuals on your team will have their own scorecard, just like in the 12-week year. They could have their own you know, scorecard in that sense. And this is where you know you have your daily tasks that need to be done, and then your weekly tasks. And the scorecard is what keeps that, you know, keeps you on track. A lot of business owners will just wait to the end of the month to be like, "Oh, are we profitable? Do we do all those things?" And now they're they're lagging. There's a lag indicator, so, you know. So you, hopefully, your team or you did the shit that you're supposed to do, and then you're just going to be reflecting in your in the revenue and the that you brought in, and then what you got to keep in your profit. However, a lot of people, that's super reactionary. In business, you have to make sure that you're controlling the outcome. So having a scorecard for you and your team will then make sure that the tasks that need to get done on a daily and weekly basis are actually happening so the business can grow. So that's why having a scorecard comes into play. And that's one of the things I love with EOS is having a scorecard. And then also there's great meetings and stuff. So there's a lot more that I like about EOS that then carries over. But using either this company scorecard or your weekly goal plan from the 12-week year is going to allow that you and your team get there. So now you have a checks and balances. It takes the emotion out of business. You know, and that's I think really important is in business, like especially within fitness, having you know gyms and stuff, people might think they're doing a great job and they think they're doing all those things that they're supposed to be doing. Because I don't personally believe that uh, you know, if you have team members or yourself that you're trying to do the wrong things, you're not trying to be productive, but you might just get caught up in things that actually don't move the needle for the business. And maybe it's those things that you like to do, which is fine. So continue doing them, but still make sure that you're doing the things that are necessary to move the needle for your business. So for instance, for a gym, if, you know, one of the things that I highly recommend is making sure that you're making 50 to hundred calls a day. Now, not everybody likes making 50 to hundred calls a day, but if you do that, if you do those reach outs, it's going to help your business grow. And especially, it's not just doing it one day, it's doing it every single day. And if you are consistent with that, you're going to be calling those leads, you're going to be setting up more appointments, and then boom, you're going to be getting more clients. 
that you have to make sure it's actually getting done. But it also might be a lot more fun to do the session and get wrapped up and talking to a client or whatever for an additional hour. Next thing you know, you need to make the calls, but you're like, well, I was talking to my client, you know, after the session or whatever. But it's like, does it really, you know, yes, that's important, but which one do you need to really focus on? So by having a scorecard or some sort of daily and weekly measure does two things. One, keeps you or your team member accountable, allows the team member to take ownership of their role and even kind of could even create a little bit of entrepreneurship within that. So it's like, hey, here's your task. Here's what you need to do. Like within, within traction, like essentially each role has like one thing, like one number they need to focus on and to accomplish. And if they do that, you know, if it's like salesperson, two sales, you know, for gyms, it's like two sales. You're getting number two. So if they get two sales a day, you're going to hit your goals and the business is going to grow from that aspect. And then that person knows they're doing it. If they're not, then they can take a look at really what they need to do in order to accomplish that and then identify where they need to work on it and improve it before somebody else has to go and says, like, takes a look at the week, takes a look back at, hey, we're, this is this getting done or it takes a month and it's like, oh, this stuff wasn't getting done. That's why we weren't getting the sales. That person on your team can take that ownership and get it done. And then for yourself, whatever your goals are, you can take that ownership. If the whatever your tasks are aren't happening, you can take a look at here's the end goal, here's what needs to happen, or if you're using twelve, like if you're doing these steps in there to get there, then the end goal should be happening. A lot of rambling, a lot of like kind of sounding like I'm doing some short senses. So hopefully that makes sense. But with EOS and twelve year, when you combine it, you're going to have essentially the tasks you need to do every single day and every single week in order for you to get to your goal in twelve weeks. I like the 12-week year because I think actually just focusing on 12 weeks at a time, yeah, you're having that big goal that you want to hit. Where's this business got to be in one years or three years? But instead of trying to plan each single quarter out like that, you could have a little bit of a loose idea. It's what do we need to do in the next 12 weeks? I'm just going to focus on one to three things for this business in order to get there. Not a million things, not 10 things within the business, just one to three things and just for 12 weeks at a time. And I'm going to just get after it. If you really want to find out why these work, I highly recommend picking up traction and picking up the 12-week year and reading them and applying them because they'll give you all the details that you really need to know. But by focusing on this 12 weeks, you're then just going to have that sole focus. You're going to be able to actually achieve your goals and you're going to have measurables that'll take the emotion out of it so that you know, am I actually doing the things that need to be done? And if I'm doing these things that need to be done, then the business should grow. And at the end of the day, that's the goal of business. Yeah, you might want to have a huge impact you know, as a result of it, but in order for a business to, to have that impact, it needs to be making money. And it needs to be, in my opinion, growing. And once it stops growing or the focus isn't on growth, that could be bad news bears for the business. So I want to start wrapping this up because uh, so I'm taking a look at it. It's a lot longer today than I really planned on going because I, I do try and keep these a little bit shorter but obviously, there was a lot to this. One, I wanted to share, like, hey, here's these uh, here's these things that I'm doing, you know. And you know, in the beginning, there was no structure. It was in my head, and stuff would get lost, or stuff wouldn't get followed up with. And then eventually, it was just EOS, which is really good. But I think some some like there's a lot of other tools in EOS that are super good, like the people analyzer, you know, even like some of the level ten meetings and stuff like that, uh, and scorecards, and then even their processes checklist and stuff for the data. Uh, and, and for processes. So there's a lot of that stuff is really good. But I think there's limitations on, there's a lot of stuff that you can't predict that are going to happen and you're focusing on too many different things and you just need to focus on the now, which is where the 12-week year comes into play. When you combine it with the 12-week year, 
And that's where the kind of the difference is now is originally I did nothing. I had no structure whatsoever. I hopefully I could remember it. Then it's boom, it's using EOS. Now it's like EOS plus 12 week year to really make sure that all this shit is getting done on a timely basis, staying on track, which is even especially important on the days you don't want to do it. And that's kind of where I am now. And then also for me, I think important for everybody, like, yeah, I have multiple projects on it, but the reason these projects will work is it's ultimately not just me for each project. If it was just me for every single project, it would be way too much and it'd be spread way too thin. But ultimately I have key people in the organizations that as it takes off or, you know, there's different, the the roles and responsibilities are split up on areas that maybe aren't my strength or my best in that business or what I'm going to be focusing on so that we can complement each other so that things can actually get done. However, kind of a common trend between all of them is I get to focus on really the key marketing areas behind it. Uh, Depending on the business, there's obviously more to it for me, but that's kind of how I'm able to do all these projects at the same time. And now that I shared all that, you kind of know, hey, this is how I plan on doing all these things. Here's these things that are going on. And uh, it's going to be super exciting that as these things start going and growing, and then we share the journey and walk through the journey together, I think it's going to be super fun. So thank you so much for showing up today. I really do appreciate it. If you're watching it or listening, uh, really do appreciate you hanging out with me. And hopefully you got a lot of great value out of today. And if you did, the only thing that I ask is that you share it with somebody who you think also will get some value out of it. Until next time. Hey, thanks for spending your time with me today. I made this show to help people just like you overcome the challenges and adversity that come with entrepreneurship. So if you know someone that could truly benefit from today's show, please be sure to share this episode with them. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week on Unleashing Greatness.